Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. We are back for week two of the conference finals, although uh, the conference finals don't look like they're going to go on for too much longer at this point. Um, But we'll get into that in just a moment. I, of course, am your host, Karsten. Welcome to the show or welcome back to the show. Whether you've listened previously or are tuning in for the first time, uh, either way, we appreciate your support and uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to recap the last three days of action. So Saturday, Sunday, and today, Monday, today being May 22nd of 2023. Um, We're going to recap those three days of of games, uh, two of them being from the uh, Western Conference Finals, which has uh, wrapped up at this point. We'll get into that in just a moment. Um, We'll cover uh, a recent news item. There's really only one news item um, outside of, you know, game type stuff um we'll preview what this week will look like as far as scheduled games uh and then kind of go from there so it might be a shorter show but let's get things started we're actually going to start on sunday with the um game three between the miami heat and the boston celtics of course the celtics a two seed the heat an eighth seed this is your eastern conference finals miami stole both games in boston um this past week and so sunday the series shifted over to miami uh for game three so miami playing the host and they were able to get it done big margin of victory the heat win this game 128 to 102 to grab a 3-0 series lead Uh, and gabe vinson in particular has a great game um among a lot of heat players let's look at the stats uh in a moment actually let's first talk about the flow of this game Close first quarter, and then the Heat got on a big run to close out the first half, and then they just kept it going in the third. Looked like they really were unstoppable, and or the Celtics did not, you know, give enough of an effort, do enough things to be able to slow them down. And looking at things for Boston, their leading score on the game was Jason Tatum, 14 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Um, Yeah, that scoring is just not enough. Jalen Brown... Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard, they all had 12 points each. Um, Jalen Brown's 12 points came in about 28 minutes of game, uh, you know, game time versus, um, and about the same for Grant Williams. Peyton Pritchard picked up 12 points in 12 minutes. Um, so a little bit more efficient for him. Uh, 11 points for Luke Cornett. And the, those are all the double figure scores for the Celtics. Um, Horford, White, Smart. In uh, single digits, Malcolm Brogdon did not score on the game. Um, Just not enough. And the Celtics went very deep trying to get production from a lot of different guys and or they got, you know, a lot of guys got minutes late when the game was already decided. Um, Yeah, just a tough one. Tough to, you're in an especially difficult situation being down 2-0. You know that you need to, try and get both on the road to realistically keep the series alive and you give up a game like this. Um, there's really not much more you can say about it. Look at things for Miami. Um, and Jimmy Butler didn't even have that great of a game either. 16 points, eight boards, six assists, two steals, decent all round scoring, really not there for him. Um, but Miami's supporting cast was just much, much better than, than Boston's was, you know, you compare Butler to Tatum in this game, kind of cancel out. You compare Adebayo and, and Brown, 
you know, Adebayo didn't have a great game either. 13 points, uh, three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, three rebounds is very, very minimal, you know, and um, you compare the stars for Miami and the stars of Boston, really not much of a difference. Both pairs, both duos struggled, but again, it was that supporting cast for Miami. Gabe Vincent, 29 points, uh, making six of nine three-point attempts. Uh, his three three-point misses were all also his only three misses from the floor. Shot nearly 80% from the floor. Three assists, two rebounds, steal, a block. Great all-round play. Off the bench, Duncan Robinson in recent games in the last series or two has really refound his shooting stroke five of seven from three point range, 22 points, four assists, two rebounds. Along with that, Caleb Martin off the bench, 18 points, four of seven from three, four assists, three rebounds. Uh, and then 10 points for Max Struess, you know, and the starters weren't ultra stellar outside Gabe Vincent got good bench production. And more perplexing, you look at things for the Celtics, their rebounding numbers, they demolished the Heat on the on the rebounds. The Celtics had 57 t- team rebounds. The Heat had 35. You would think that would be the differentiator. The Miami Heat had one offensive rebound, and the Celtics had 21. It's just unbelievable to, to have that much of a rebounding advantage. Your assist numbers are about the same. Miami is a little more stout defensively. And... Uh, they just shot better from the floor. They made their shots, you know, and that was really the difference maker. Uh, as a team, Miami shot about 57% from the floor, 54% from three. They were lighting it up even with uh, an off night from Max Struess. And the Celtics shot below 40% from the floor and about 26% from the three-point line. Um, it's just not enough, you know. You, you have a couple of breaks. The Heat don't have the star power playing as well as they could. They, um, you know, you're out rebounding the heat by a lot and the heat just shot, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of the Celtics as far as percentage and uh, efficiency. And so they just won that game, you know, and it's just tough. You're down three Oh now there is statistically no one has ever come back from three Oh. At some point in the NBA's history, whether it's this very series, whether it's next year, whether it's 20 years down the line, somebody's going to buck that trend. Somebody will come back from a 3-0 deficit. Um, will it be the Celtics this year? I don't know. I I really kind of doubt it, as painful as that is to say in a lot of ways. you know, Me personally, I like to see the Celtics do well. But to give up that kind of a game and to give up the first two games at home the way they did, um, this team just seems a little bit deflated, um, kind of looking for answers, not sure where to find the answers. Miami's in a groove. Um, even without Butler playing amazingly, their guys are unwavering in confidence. The Celtics just seem shaken, you know, and... um of course, we can't speak for certainty about exact mindsets of either team. We really don't know the the full picture. Um, you know, we're this is just an outside perspective. But um, I think Celtics have a good chance to win Game Four. I think that's 
you know, you'd like to think with that sense of urgency, they definitely want to at least for pride's sake, prevent the sweep. Um, well, as far as winning the series, it's uh, it's hard to bet, bet against Miami in any sense. You know, I think that they, within the next couple of games, if not the next game, have a great chance of being able to close this out. Tough series. And it's strange, you know, looking at the playoffs as a whole, the first round and second round had immensely close series and games. You know, you never felt like one team was really taking away any kind of series. You, you know, I mean, maybe that Nuggets Timberwolves series where it was a, a gentleman's sweep and the Timberwolves had some rough patches. You know, outside of that, there these series have all been really close. And then we get to the conference finals and both series lopsided. And that's a great way to segue us into the, the second, uh, the other series, the Western Conference Finals, and both of those games. We start with game three. Lakers going home down 2-0 with a chance to try and knot up the series and force it back to Denver, um, force a six-game, seven-game type series. Um, and the Lakers fell short in game three. Uh, the Nuggets won game three, 119-108 to to take a 3-0 series lead. Um, crushing blow for the Lakers. And, you know, they were competitive throughout. The Nuggets had the bigger leads in the game, um, but they tied it up a couple times. They took a lead early in the fourth quarter. They were competitive throughout. You know, it was not a blow, a runaway game like that Heat uh, Heat Celtics game, um, but the Nuggets were just able to get it done in the end. You look at the box score for the Lakers in that game. Anthony Davis, 28 points, 18 rebounds, two blocks, one assist. Great all-round game. Not much more he really could have done. LeBron James, 23 points, 12 assists, 7 rebounds. Um, good percentages for the most part. Um, Austin Reeves, 23 points, 7 rebounds, four, uh, 5 assists, and a steal. You know, those three guys, Austin Reeves has been the most dependable third scorer. You know, more dependable this series and this playoffs than a D'Angelo Russell or, you know, even the bench guys like Schroeder or Hachimura. So, um, those three guys played phenomenal. Um, Vanderbilt looked like he might have had um, some sort of a an injury or something. He only played about 13 minutes in this game. Um, didn't contribute much statistically, um, but he's a guy that you know he's not always going to show up in the box score. D'Angelo Russell, three points, four assists, three rebounds. They just need more. They need more scoring from him. Rui Hachimura with 13 points off the bench, the only double-figure scorer for them coming off the bench. And then you look at the things for the Nuggets. Jamal Murray, 37 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Um, And 30, I want to say it was 31 of those points came in the first half. Let me double-check. 30 points came in the first half for Jamal Murray. Um, Finished with 37. The rest of the team picked things up in the second half. Nikola Jokic with 24 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, uh, 17 points for Contavious Caldwell-Pope, 14 points, 10 boards, 6 assists for Michael Porter Jr., and 15 points off the bench for Bruce Brown with 5 rebounds, 5 assists. It's just a better all-around team, you know. And the Lakers, I liked their depth and their kind of total team package coming into this series. They had shown some great things in the first round and second round, but... Um, whether it's the spotlight being too bright fatigue, I mean, they really had to, um, kick it up into another gear to be able to 
put themselves in playoff positioning at the end of the season. And then it's just been a constant push from there, you know, a little bit behind the curve compared to some other teams, especially a team like the Nuggets who had clinched their playoff positioning um, much earlier on in comparison. Um, So it could be any number of factors. Um, Regardless, the Nuggets have just continued to be stellar as a team, you know, number of guys contributing and the Lakers are just starting to kind of lose some of that luster. And then jump to game four, which was tonight. And the Lakers really responded with a great sense of urgency, hoping to, at the very least, like we talked about with the Heat Celtics series, what the Celtics will have to do tomorrow, looking to at least, at the very least, prevent the the sweep, you know, force it into a five-game series. And the Lakers started off strong from what I've seen, but um, Nuggets kept the pace. And at the end, they came out the victory. And in doing so, they clinch a 4-0 series sweep, and they clinch their first ever franchise NBA Finals appearance. The Nuggets win at 113-111 to tonight. Close game. Sweep the series, as we said. Phenomenal job. And again, look at the the way this game went. The Lakers went into halftime with their biggest lead of the game, 15 points. Um, they looked to be in good position to you know, get that pride victory, force a game five, see what they can do from there. And then coming into the second half, the Nuggets really just, you know, Nuggets went on a great run. Lakers fell off one of those two and they were able to, Nuggets were able to take a lead about midway through the third quarter. And it was close from that, from the rest of the way on, you know, Lakers didn't just keel over and, and let it, they didn't totally collapse after that, you know, Nuggets never led by more than say seven points and um, Lakers tied it up a a series of times in the fourth quarter um, had a chance in the last possession to try and get a bucket to at least tie it force overtime Nuggets got to stop and in doing so punch their ticket to the NBA finals Uh, looking at the scores for the Lakers LeBron came out with a phenomenal start he had 31 points in the first half 40 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. Tremendous shooting. He was locked in. It was, you know, that LeBron, I mean, he only sat out. He played 47 minutes and 56 seconds. He sat out for about 4 seconds at one point. Uh, A nice little breather there. But um, 4 of 7 from 3, 60% from the floor. He did everything. You know, this is the LeBron we've come to expect. And the LeBron that had missed a little bit. We'd seen he had struggled in moments in the first few games of the series. So he came out with that urgency. Anthony Davis was solid too. 21 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks, a steal, an assist. Um, 17 from Austin Reeves, 13 from Dennis Schroeder. They started Schroeder instead of D'Angelo Russell. Interesting change. 10 points, seven rebounds for Rui Hachimura. They also started him in place of uh, Jared Vanderbilt, who again might have had some sort of an injury issue. Um, and those were their double figures. All starters scored in double figures. Um, Russell Walker and Tristan Thompson, those were the bench pieces. Um, not terrible in the minutes they played, but again, looking at the Nuggets, Nicole Jokic, 30 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, three blocks, a steal. Great percentages. He did everything, and that's what you expect from him. That's what you expect from multiple time MVP. Phenomenal. 
Jamal Murray, 25 points, five assists, two steals, a block, three rebounds. Um, missed all of his three-point attempts, all four of them, but he still shot above 50% from the floor. Still got a, you know, did a great job, all things considered. Aaron Gordon, 22 points, six boards, five assists, really stepping up to give some some additional scoring. 15 points, 10 rebounds for Michael Porter Jr. 13 points, four rebounds for Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, the only two bench guys for them in this game. They didn't really score a bunch, but the starters got it done. Jokic and Murray in particular. And uh, they held in, you know, they, they, they stayed close. They never let the game get away from them. And they seized opportunities late to be able to clinch that game. They win the series. In doing so, they win the Western Conference Finals trophy, which is the Oscar Robertson trophy. And then also Nikola Jokic. Rightly so, Easy Pick was named the Western Conference Finals MVP, earning himself the Magic Johnson, the Irvin Magic Johnson uh, Conference Finals MVP trophy. So phenomenal to see that. Congratulations again. We've got the Nuggets in the finals for the first time in their history. Um, Of course, they were in, I believe, one or two ABA finals in their early days of the, you know, the ABA, the American Basketball Association. Um, I want to say their last, the last season of that league, 76. No, actually, I don't believe they did make it to the ABA finals because they were the top team in the league that year, but they lost in the playoffs to who I want to say the Colonels, Kentucky Colonels. Let me go ahead and see if I can pull up, uh, I, I'm willing to bet they've they made an ABA finals in their history. Um you know what? Maybe they didn't. No, you I was right the first time. They did make the ABA finals in 76 in a weirdly abbreviated playoff schedule because a bunch of teams had folded. The league was already kind of going under. Um, but they lost the ABA finals in 76 to the New York Nets. Um Dr. J's ABA championship, his final one before joining the Sixers the following season. Um, And it's interesting. You look at two years after that in 78, the Nuggets were in the Western conference finals of the NBA against the Seattle supersonics. So the Nuggets showed right away that it's like, you know, the AFL and the NFL, they have the super bowl and the NFL teams are supposed to wipe the floor with the AFL teams. And then, two of those four Super Bowls where it was the two separate leagues, ABA or AFL teams won those championships. And we never got to see that in quite the same scale with the ABA and the NBA, but, you know, it's clear that the best teams of the ABA were on par or maybe just a slight notch less than the NBA teams. The Nuggets, the Spurs were pretty close up there too. The Nets, you know. These teams were were great. The Pacers, Colonels, you know, compared to those NBA teams, they were, if not just as good, then again, just a little bit less, um, but still very close. So that's my little tangent. But yeah, first NBA Finals appearance, they now await the winner of the Heat and the Celtics. And again, it looks very likely that either in the next game or next couple of games, the Heat have a great chance to win that series and move on to their second NBA Finals in four seasons, 
um, second NBA Finals with Jimmy Butler. They would clinch. Um, you know, they've been in three of the last four conference finals. It's really starting to become apparent that this Heat team, it was not just a bubble fluke. Um, last year's playoff run was, wasn't was just kind of some, you know, some sort of fluke or overachieving. You know, three conference finals in four years and potentially two finals in four years, that's a sign of some some greatness, you know, Jimmy Butler's greatness and the, the Heat culture they love to talk about, Spolstra, underrated as he is as an NBA head coach, Pat Riley, what he continues to do with that franchise and with that, that roster developing guys in house, you know, um, and the series isn't over. We certainly can't say anything with certainty, but again, it looks they they're in phenomenal position. Um, so we'll have to see what happens, but um, as for our game summaries, that takes care of it. Nuggets in the finals. We'll see who they face in the, uh, for, you know, team from the Eastern conference, either the heat or the Celtics. So that takes care of that. Let's jump into real quick, the key news. And really it's only one news item. And it's interesting that this happened today. Um, Former NBA all-star Carmelo Anthony um, officially announced his retirement uh, today, earlier today. Um, Of course he had not played on a roster this season. I think he did play the season prior. It was that stint with the Lakers. Um, of course, started his career with, of all teams, the Denver Nuggets. Played there for um, about six seasons. Um, seven seasons, I think. Seven and a half, somewhere in there. You know, had a, a conference finals run with Chauncey Billups. Had some exciting co-stars, exciting basketball. And then, of course, requested a trade, went on to the New York Knicks. Um, of course, he played at Syracuse University, um, so it was a, a great match for him to be in New York. Um, had some competitive teams, had some not-so-competitive teams, was exciting, brought that excitement to the Garden, you know, was a star for the Knicks. It was a great, you know, great match. Um, in 20... 2017 traded from the Knicks to the Thunder and spent one kind of off season there. It was an interesting, um, interesting season to be in Oklahoma city, moved on to the Rockets very briefly before he was cut. And then he was kind of languished on the outside for a little bit before being re-signed, going to the trailblazers, had a little bit of a career Renaissance as a great six man type player, um, played with the Lakers a little bit, you know, um, had some some final moments, and then of course didn't play this season, and he's officially calling it uh, calling it a career. I think it's a uh, a career to be proud of, you know, mainly as a scorer. Of course, that's you, you can't really knock that. You compare him to tremendous scores of you know with the Nuggets. You think of Alex English, what he was able to do as a scorer in the league. You know, a Tom Chambers, uh, but better than a Tom Chambers, of course. Um, you know, Adrian Dantley and all those guys are are Hall of Fame or close to Hall of Fame caliber. So I think within a few years, no one should be surprised to see Carmelo Anthony be elected to the Hall of Fame. Um, I think that's totally fair. George Carl might have his uh his grievances with with Mello and 
And to be honest, I personally have some, you know, here and there about his, you know, how great of a player he was in the eyes of fans. I think at times he's been overrated, Um, but I don't want to belittle him on his retirement day by saying anything like that. You know, I still think he uh, was a phenomenal player. Again, I think he should be most likely a hall of famer in the future. Um, An end of a great career. And of course, I'll also mention he came into the league as part of one of the greatest draft classes of all time. That O three three class with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, Chris Bosh, you know, great class and a great player. So, um, you know, it, is certainly worthy of a great send-off. Um, I'm interested to see what he'll do post-playing career. You know, that'll be an exciting thing to, to look out for. But, um, yeah, great career. But let's go ahead and jump into uh, game previews, what that'll look like. And um, it's pretty skeletal as far as <laughs> games we know for sure. Here's what we know. Um, and all the times I will give for these games, just keep in mind, these will be in Eastern Standard Time. So keep that in mind. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, we know we have a game four on TNT at 8.30. The Miami Heat, the eight seed, will host the two seed Boston Celtics uh, Heat with a 3-0 lead. If they win that game, they uh, punch their ticket to the NBA Finals to face the Denver Nuggets. If they lose that game, we know we would have a game five on Thursday on TNT at 8.30. The two seed Celtics hosting the eight seed Miami Heat. Um, outside of that... We can't guarantee much, and that would really be the only two games this week if we have to. We have one for sure, but um, that's really it. You know, If we come back on Wednesday or we come back on Friday and the Celtics have strung together a couple wins, then we'll preview some games for you this weekend. But otherwise, that's it. You know, And again, there's a great chance that by Friday we're already previewing an NBA Finals matchup. Um, but again, nothing's for sure. So we don't want to say anything like that, but um, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. That's things simplified and you'll know for sure Wednesday and Friday, um, Friday, especially kind of what things will look like as far as continued conference finals or previewing the NBA finals. Um, And actually, while we're on that, let's go ahead and pull up the podcast schedule for you so I can partially to remind myself what things will look like at this point. Um, Yeah. Next week we know for sure on the 31st of May, we're going to focus on previewing the NBA finals. That'll be our for sure date. And then game one is on June 1st. So on June 2nd, the following day, we will focus on giving you a recap uh, of that game. And so, Shows are going to be even shorter at that point, and we're going to focus on doing those shows kind of the day after um, each game of the finals. So instead of Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll do it, you know, day after a certain game. It'll be a little bit more sparse. And depending on what happens with that Eastern Conference finals, um, we may have a couple of days off. Um, Let's say the Heat win game four. They sweep the Celtics. We come on on Wednesday. We give you that game recap. We would then take Friday, the 26th, and Monday, the 29th, off. We wouldn't worry about doing a show, um, and we'd come back on the 31st. So something to keep in mind. Uh, Again, this schedule is on our um, 
our Instagram page. Um, we also have notes on, you know, if if needed game five, game six, for all we know, it's a game four, it's a four game final series. It's a sweep for one of those teams, whichever teams are in it. Um, and we end up with a couple more days off. Um, and then of course, once we get into the beginning of July, we're going to start getting into very sporadic shows or, you know, okay, now's the time where we really don't have much to talk about. Let's do this on a weekly or a bi-weekly um, period. So that's just kind of a preview of what that looks like going forward. A little more of a schedule breakdown, uh, a little more in depth and a little more off the schedule and off the topic of what we normally talk about with our, our game previews. But um, I think it's certainly important to keep that stuff in mind. Um, that being said, let's go ahead and wrap things up um, before this gets too much longer. For today's This Day in History fact, we're going back to 1988, um, May 22nd of 1988. On this day, we had a one of the all-time great playoff matchups of two of the greatest players in NBA history. Dominique Wilkins and Larry Bird traded bucket for bucket in the fourth quarter of Game 7 of the 1988 Eastern Conference semifinals until Boston escaped with a 118-116 victory. Wilkins finished with 47 points, and Bird had 34, with 20 of his points tallied in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, Quote, the basket was like a well, uh, remembered Wilkins. I couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. That's the greatest game I've ever played in or or seen played. It was two guys who just did not want to lose, uh, end quote. The teams shot a combined uh, 58.8% from the field, which is the second highest mark in playoff history. Um, And I've seen small clips from that, but actually having read that, I'm probably once we're done with this episode, I'm going to look that up and and, uh, see exactly, you know, the back and forth that happened. I've heard plenty about it, legendary back and forth, legendary moment in NBA history, but um, yeah, great one to, to talk about. That takes care of things for our show again today. Um, Just a quick acknowledgement before we finish up. um, I forgot to discuss why we didn't have Wyatt on the show tonight. And the simple answer is um, I failed to get in touch with him. And by the time we're able to record the show after that game four finished for the Nuggets and the Lakers, um, it was a little late for him to be able to hop on. So apologies there. Um, But Um, And we also missed Justin on last Wednesday's podcast, so apologies for that too. But I have some things in the works as far as trying to get both of them on the same podcast, doing something a little bit more informal, um, you know, something unique for a podcast episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. But otherwise, that's it for our show. Uh, Definitely check out our Instagram page. That's crossover across time. Uh, All one word, no capital letters. Uh, That's the name on Instagram. We share content from the show. We also do our best to like and share content from across the NBA. Um, So it's a great place, along with the podcast itself, to stay up to date with what's going on in the league as a whole and also get that historic perspective that we hope to bring. Um, Again, we'll be back on Wednesday, either getting some early prep on the NBA Finals or seeing what the rest of that Heat Celtics series will look like. Uh, recapping a game for either way but um, we thank you for listening and we'll be back with you on Wednesday. 